Welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. My guest today on the Your Dream or Mind podcast is Natasha Lee Bray, a success mastery coach and healer for women in business who want to receive and hold more success without the sabotage. She's also the founder of the School of Healing Mastery, where she teaches people to do similar stuff to that. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Natasha. Thank you, Laura. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. So um, I've been following Natasha, I've been following you for a couple of years, actually, and I did one of your programmes. Oh, it was around Christmas, not last year, the year before. I forget what it was called now. It was something about flash sales. It was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, Yeah, five-figure flash sales. Yeah, so that was, I think, the um, probably my introduction to doing a little bit of work with you. And it was really interesting because you got me kind of really focused on taking action rather than deliberating over putting offers out. So it was was a really interesting um, kind of like challenge for me. Um, And then, so then I've been following you anyway and seeing you, your success and how you've grown in your business and bought your beautiful house and you know just amazing and then we were at an event weren't we a few um last month and uh I uh you sat next to me at the bar and we just got chatting and I thought it's so nice to see people in real life when you've kind of seen them on social media it's so nice to actually connect in and we had a really good chat so um it's really lovely to have you on the podcast today so for the benefit of um my listeners then Tell us a bit about your backstory, about how you kind of got into working for yourself, like where that came from. Mm. Yeah, well, actually, um, I, all of my previous careers before being in business, I was actually more in sort of helping services. Anyway, so I've always worked in the business of helping others and transformation, so to speak, but I actually was... Uh, I was in. I worked in homelessness services for a while, and then I ended up um, going back to uni and studying to be a social worker. So I ended up um, in in social services as a specialist social worker doing rapid interventions with parents mostly who had drug and alcohol issues and mental health issues. So always been in the business of transformation, and actually it was while I was a social worker student that I set up my first business, which was very different to what I do now, actually. It was all around um, actually making homemade health foods that I used to sell in my local gym, and then that moved to selling them online. So I saw it as a little bit of like a a little pocket money maker while I was actually studying my master's. So this was actually in my early 20s as well by that point. And uh, it just grew really fast. Actually, before long, I was I'd gone from selling in the gym to to selling things all across the UK and posting them out online. Um, And 
it was actually when I was uh, due to go back to social, I, I got my social work job and I was running that business alongside it. It was very time intensive. I made everything myself, packaged it all myself, posted it all myself. Like every oh, wow. part of that is so time consuming. And I ended up pregnant unexpectedly uh, with my first child, but very happily um, with my first son, Jensen. And that was, I think, a push for me to make a decision because I was running this business alongside a full-time career in social work. And I was about to now become a mum as well. And so I thought over maternity leave, I tried to build my business to the point that I wouldn't have to go back to social work. Because I'm trying to cut this story short. It's quite long. but <laughs> um, And then, uh, you know, you just keep thinking to yourself, oh, I just I'll save a little bit more money or I just I need a bit more time before going all in on, on your business. And just after having him, I ended up going back to social work. I couldn't actually grow it to the level that I needed to. There seemed to be just this massive block there. I was trying to aim for a 5K month, thinking that would be the, the good sort of enough to cover all the expenses and have, you know, a decent wage from that as well. But I couldn't quite get there. There seemed to be a big block around that. So I went back to social work and ended up being signed off within days with stress and postnatal depression. And this was what I call my it's now or never moment where I decided I can't be a full-time social worker, can't run a business and be a mum and get healthy again, like something I had to give really. So I guess you could call it a crisis moment or it's now or never moment. That's when I decided to go all in on my business. I just knew that that was my future in some way. And uh, that was at that point, I, I just handed my notice in. I'd been signed off sick. I handed it in my notice. I just wanted to be free to work on my business. Uh, I was turning over around 3K a month consistently by that point. Product-based though, so not not a lot of that was, was profit. And things just started to develop from there, really. I was still trying to reach that elusive 5K a month, really struggling with that for quite a while. And then I discovered healing um, and actually starting to work with the subconscious mind and healing myself on a deeper level. And that's when things really started to change in my business. So my business exploded when I started working on healing myself. Other people that I networked with, other women in business saw that happening and they started to come to me for healing for success. It was it was then that I'd, I'd found that relationship, I guess, between healing yourself and unlocking more success. So my business started to grow very fast. And, and that was back, that was in 2017. I, lo- I left my social work job. By 2018, I had a six-figure business. By 2020, I had a seven-figure business, much to my wow. surprise. <laughs> and that was where my, my niche in this work now found me, really. And things have just continued to snowball ever since then. How did you know that you were that you like were or could be a healer? I don't think I knew what a healer was at that mm. point. You know, um, I actually went to study in hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy, and uh, some other, you know, what uh, I'd say like mainstream therapeutic modalities, alongside all of the knowledge I already had from from social work and intervention work that I used to do there, and it was actually. Um, Probably the more 
I started to work with others and see like how fast transformation started to happen and go on my own spiritual awakening journey as well, that I realized I was actually a healer. And I think there's a huge element of coming out of the spiritual closet linked mm. to as well and the fear of being seen as a healer or acknowledging yourself as a healer. Um, but looking back, I see that that's always what I was doing. I was healing people through healthy foods. Then I started healing people through um, helping them heal their relationship with food and their bodies. And then it moved into healing them to unlock more business success. So what I was doing all along was healing people, but it was just packaged up in a different way. It's just really interesting. And I think I know we talked about this when we met about that kind of you asked me if I kind of feel spiritual or I'm I'm kind of open to that kind of world. And I said to you that like, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I'd say, oh God, no. And I said, I would describe myself as kind of curious about that world because mm-hmm. I would have been completely, I think probably, I think probably I used to see things as black or white. And now I see that there's, you know, I guess as I've matured in kind of my thoughts about things, like I've, I can see, um, that it isn't black or white, that there's shades of grey and that actually you can kind of dip your toe into something. You live in um, quite a small town, don't you? So what does what was that? Was it something about that small town that made you worry about being seen then as a healer? Um, I think, no, I, I am from a very small town in South Wales. It's called Bajand. There's it's not a lot that, that is here. There's not a lot that goes on here. Um, I was bullied a lot in school. I had a, a very traumatic childhood cr- for you know chronic long-term abuse and bullying through school as well. So there's a lot of fears, I think, around being seen as different because that was usually the thing that led to bullying um, in school. I think I think it was, m- more the spiritual side of things is not seen as the norm now people are becoming a a lot more spiritually curious spiritually open more now than ever before but even just going back five six years ago I didn't know anybody else who was a healer or who was openly very spiritual so there's the fear of what will people say? What will they do? That Will they laugh at you? Will they think you're crazy? Like all of these things that start to go through your mind. But what I actually found was the more I did embrace my spirituality and embrace the fact that I was a healer, that also I have psychic abilities, as well as the scientific side of me, the, the, the one of me who's got my degrees and master's in psychology and social work, all of those things, the more I embrace this other side and integrated it with my knowledge and and professional wisdom and experience, the more my success grew and the more people wanted to work with me, not less. So I thought it would have put people off or, um, you know, led to negative experience, but it was actually the opposite that happened. It's fascinating, isn't it? How like as a society, we kind of shift forward in terms of what, you know, things that, at times feel um are a bit out there or a bit different and then suddenly they become more mainstream so as mm. you know we we slowly learn to kind of um not accept but kind of understand and and i guess be more curious about it so in your work then it's really interesting what you were saying about that kind of healing with the 
the healthy foods and stuff like that. What mm. drives you in your business? What drives me? Um, I think there's, you know, a couple of things. I I am I do have a deep desire to change the world. I always have. Mm. And, you know, I remember when I first discovered that my purpose was helping people. Um, and actually, I didn't really discover that till I was about 19. But when it did happen, that's when I realized, wow, this like this is what makes me feel like I I am contributing to the world. And, you know, some of it, I think, back then was it was also a way to not focus on healing myself by helping others right. and almost just being able to. I remember thinking, you know, the types of people that I helped in social services that my trauma was nothing in comparison to them. And in a way, rather than dealing with my stuff, I was minimizing my stuff for that earlier phase of my life. But helping other people gave me a purpose beyond me, beyond what I'd been through, all of those things, and helped me until I was actually ready to to dive into healing myself. So I, I often say that actually helping others helps me feel whole. Like I feel so content and happy and purposeful when I am making an impact on other people um what drives me more uh, alongside that now is is creating a different um a different world and a different life for my own children because as much as we can be out there changing the world and impacting others that really does begin with us and changing us first and healing ourselves from the things that we uh, maybe potentially passing on to our next generations. That's a lot of the stuff that I work on with people that is actually what is blocking their success in all areas as well. So can you heal yourself? There's lots I can do for myself, but I do often invest in other people that can help me. Um, and there's a saying that that goes with that, uh, that, you know, even the best heart surgeon can't perform their own heart surgery. Mm. So you always, yes, there's lots I can do for myself, but also I really value. And that's probably where I invest most of my money. So I've grown my business to multi-seven figures. Most of that hasn't been through business coaches or or business courses. Actually, it's the, the people I invest in the most are healers and therapists. Um, because sometimes you need an expert like who is outside of your own mind and heart to be able to reflect something back to you yeah I always say to people you know with like coaching you can self-coach and I can self-coach to a certain extent yeah but there's nothing like it's and somebody external you know somebody um I was out the other night and, and there was a coach there and uh, she asked me something or I was saying something and then she asked me this question and I, I laughed and she went, well, I am a coach. And I, I was laughing because it um, was it was a really good question. It's quite yeah. a simple question, but it was a really good one and got right to the heart of the thing that I was talking about. And I was like, yeah, that's so powerful when it comes from somebody else, not from your own thoughts. Yes, because we all have blind spots as well. Mm-hmm. We need that external, that external powerful question like you just had there to help us see that. So you have a team, right? You have you've built up quite a team. What 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 does it mean to you to kind of run your own business and to employ other people? Yeah, well, that was a, a whole new ball game to have to you know not not just be a, you know a business owner serving lots of clients, but then over time, 
grow a team. Uh, there's there's seven people in my team currently. Um, and that was a whole new learning curve for me, absolutely. It's been several years now that I've employed people. Um, but I think although that was something I never came into business to do, I'm so grateful for having my team and um, you know, that ability to actually serve more people and impact more people together rather than alone. I think uh one of the things that's really important to me for my team, which are which are mostly women, is the flexibility piece. And, you know, giving them the time that they need around their families, especially without worrying. Uh, lots of lots of you know, several of my employees had trauma for, for asking for time off from previous jobs that I, they were in, where um, you know, they had to jump through hoops to get time off. I, I just am very flexible and easygoing in that respect. Um, and it's taken a while, you know. I'm not going to say having a team has been easy, but it's taken a while. But we are in a very good place now where we have a team of brilliant people who um, I would not want to lose a single one of them. They're amazing. Oh, that's so good to hear, isn't it? I was um, in my corporate life. I worked in... Um learning and development and I was always used to say like when I was doing like leadership development training you know um the best bit of any job is the people but sometimes the challenging bit is the people and that's not being mean it's just that <laughs> it's the challenge it's the bit isn't it like they're the best bit but that brings its own set of challenges um but yeah really interesting so can you share with us a lesson that you've learned along your along the way of your, you know, this massive success you've had from when you started your business in 2017 to where you are now? Oof. A lesson. Um I think one of the biggest lessons for me is around this concept of of when will it ever be enough? Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm an ambitious person and, you know, I think it can be very easy to get wrapped up with the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. And actually that what I realized, um, and I've realized this over and over, this lesson comes up time and time again, is that success is not success if it is at the sacrifice to other things in your life. And very much you know, growing so fast as my business did, went from 3K a month to six-figure months within 18 months and, and grew to, to multi-seven figures over time, was actually, there was a point where I was like, if this is success, I don't want it. Right. Because everything else was just like, there was no time. There was, my relationships were suffering, my health was suffering. There was a period like that dealing with lots of team issues, things that I hadn't really come into business for was sucking away the joy from actually my purpose and my passion. Not in that place anymore, thankfully. But there has been many, I would say three or four crisis points like that at different levels as the business has grown. And I remember thinking to myself, actually, this is enough. What I have now, what I've created now, nothing is ever going to feel enough for you unless you decide a that you're enough and that this is enough and and stop going for more 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 
unless you're able to have and hold that and still have the life that you want as well. So I've shifted in the last year to more fitting my business around my life and not my life around my business, which is obviously the opposite. Yeah. And one thing I always say to my clients is that, you know, if you're going to create a business, you need to create a business, A, doing something that you really enjoy or you really feel passionate about that you, you know, you love. But B, make sure that it, it actually does what you want it to. If you if all you do is create a job, then you might as well be employed by somebody else and not have to have all the, the hard work that comes with working yeah. for yourself. You know, <laughs> just have a job where somebody pays you every month and that's it. Um, mm. But I think that's a really tricky thing. So that's the work that I do with, with my clients at the start of their journey, that mindset journey around what is it you actually want? Because sometimes what we think we want isn't yeah. what we actually get um or we get it and we change our mind but yeah absolutely like the I built my business on the basis that I want to be around for my kids my kids are older they're teenagers but I want to be present I know your children are younger but like for me teenagers need you just as much but in a different way because when they want to talk they want to talk and I, I I didn't want to miss that I felt like I was missing that by being in a corporate role which was very flexible to be honest but actually I just felt like I was missing out on them um so my work has to fit into everything that I do in my life rather than be this kind of burden or this add-on yeah definitely and that's that's one thing my business has definitely given me the flexibility with young children because in that journey I also had my second child as well I already had a multi-seven-figure company at that point and I had all sorts of doubts like can I still run a company at this level and be a new mum? That was a whole new journey, a whole new set of limiting beliefs for me. Because I think a lot of us do have, have those beliefs that have, that have been influenced by society as well, that you can't be a mum, uh, a good mum and a present mum and also have your high flying career or business success, you know? Yeah. So that... Yeah. That journey was huge for me as well. Um, But actually having my business gave me the flexibility that I needed to to live the life that I wanted as a new mum and a business owner. Mm. And thanks for saying that about your kind of that doubt that you had, because I think sometimes we feel that if you get to a certain level of success, then the the doubts disappear and, you know, you kind of nailed it in terms of, like imposter syndrome or anything like that and of course you know we all know that that doesn't happen it's not like a one and done is it no and and that's that is like a big premise of my work really because I remember actually when I thought I'd healed myself and done the work on my sabotage and then the sabotage come up again obviously at a different higher level and I I really beat myself up and was like thinking all sorts of things like what's wrong with me I thought I'd worked on this why is this coming up again and that was many years ago now now I realize it's just a continuous journey it's a continuous evolution I try to look at life and business a bit more like a computer game now where you have your challenge before the next level and you've got to try and overcome the challenge or you don't overcome the challenge but you learn how to get over it next time and you try that level again you know and it brings a little bit of lightness to the whole healing journey and self-sabotage journey that's a great way of thinking about it, actually. <laughs> Definitely, where do you get to that new level, new devil? So if you could go back, Natasha, and give yourself some advice 
you know, back when you started your business, if the Natasha from today went back, what would you say to the Natasha who was starting out? Oh, gosh, that's a that's a big question. Um, trust yourself. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. Probably the most important thing, actually, in your business journey is self-trust. That was a huge blind spot for me for so long. And so I mentioned the imposter earlier. So um, a lack of self-trust and a lot of self-doubt, difficulty making decisions, that type of thing is all linked in with that imposter. And the antidote to that is self-trust. And self-trust is probably, I would say, the biggest ingredient in um, in my success journey, for sure. Mm. So you don't need to see the full journey. I've never had a business plan. You don't need to see the full journey in order to just take the first step and yep. trust yourself and trust the universe enough to just let the journey unfold as you are moving forward. I love that. It's interesting because I was talking to somebody, I think it was the beginning of the year, and I was saying that when you are kind of first starting out in business, we you kind of like looking for the answers from other people. And I think it's a lack of confidence that we, we, you know, we look to this person, they're going to give me the answer or that person or that person. And we constantly look outside. Actually, the more we grow, the more we have faith in ourselves, the more we grow confident, the more we trust our abilities, the more we can lean into what we think rather than being led by ultimately what is a point of view, somebody else's point of view. Nobody will ever know your business the way you do. Mm. And I still do that. When my imposter comes up strong, I, I look outside of me for the answers and I'll invest in a couple of different people. Then they both, they two or three people at the same time, they all give me different answers that confuse me even more. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, right, okay, I know what I need to do now. I need to come back to me, yeah. come back to inside, uh, you know, finding the answers within, as corny as that sounds, but it is yeah. it is very true. Yeah. Love that. And Natasha, I've loved talking to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I will pop um I'll pop your links into the show notes. Where do you mostly are you on Instagram or Facebook? Where are you mostly? Mostly on Facebook, but I am on Instagram as well. You can connect with me, Natasha Lee Bray on Instagram or Natasha Bray Coach on Facebook. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you're ready to create the dream life and business that you've always wanted, then let's work together. Order my book, listen to the podcast, join the Dream Life Academy, come to the Dream Life Business Club, get involved with me. I can help you to create the dream life and business you've always wanted.